0: Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Riley and I'm Tara and we are here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time as determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today the movie with the 47 47- 40 40- mm-hmm. shit oh. 46th <laughs> 46th the thing was 48 no, yeah 47 so this mm-hmm. is 46 mm-hmm. guys i am so sorry um, Listen. <laughs> oh boy. i don't think you should be sorry oh man oh geez okay with the <laughs> fuck okay 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 it's the sentinel from 1977 directed by someone somebody michael, winner david winner michael winner michael winner thank <laughs> you everybody for your participation I don't even know how to speak about this movie. This first and foremost, this movie had a horrific effect on me. Yeah, well, you're right though. Like I, it's deeply upsetting. And like I watch horror movies a lot. More yeah, days but- than I don't I watch horror I watch a lot of horror movies and like I I was texting Tara. I had to turn this movie off. I couldn't finish it. I had I was like concerned I wouldn't be able to do the podcast. because I was freaking out so hard about the first like twenty minutes of this movie. I was like, they're I atrocious. Like st- I was like crying. I was like hot and shaky And I was like I can't watch this movie. That's because like, it's also like it it doesn't deal it like okay, not to cut you off. No, I was. But done. it it deals with a lot of really like intense things that I think like. Both of us can relate to in our own ways, and it doesn't deal with them delicately or like really interestingly or smartly. They're just there to make you upset. That's like do you more, know what I mean? More than anything, I just felt like really taken aback. Like I was really unprepared. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, yeah. spooky ghost movie, let's go!" And yeah. was just like assaulted by a barrage of horrors like immediately. And I was like, yeah. And I had had like a weird day, and I was in a bad mood, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." literally it's like woman moves into spooky spooky house and then it's like guess what actually yeah for a while I have seen movies that are like way more upsetting and like way more graphic and way worse but for some reason this movie got under my fucking skin and really bothered me I just feel like it's very callous and like I'm (laughs) so livid because I don't know what the movie's trying to say at all yeah and that's the thing like I don't even know I think this was a good movie like I feel like I can't yeah. talk about it objectively because it freaked me the fuck out so badly like I texted Tara I was like I don't feel good and I have to turn off this movie <laughs> I was I was scared and like and then I saw why and I was like okay that makes a lot of sense <laughs> like that was all really upsetting that's like I wasn't even trying like hype up the movie to you I was just no, like no I'm upset it's just very indelicate and I'm already like thinking about how offensive the things i have to say about catholicism could be to practicing catholics i can't i hadn't even taken the time to consider all that because there's so much other shit it's just like this was reflective of like my own religious trauma in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways that i didn't like um and that like made and because like i've started talking (laughs) sorry i've started talking about in therapy my therapist has been like yeah like some of your like belief systems that are hurting you probably are from catholicism i'm like Catholicism and it's like Boo. no it can be really beautiful and lovely but like this movie feels like it's like yeah religion is the good thing that will save you but I feel like the entire time religion is the thing that's hurting so the first thing I need to say about this movie is that when I loaded it on my tv I like searched for it like on the Roku search bar sure, sure. and like comes up with all the options it says like the sentinel the year the director and like the genres it says horror before horror it says LGBTQ yeah and I right? said what <laughs> Uh, no, I, like because I know I qu- I cry queer baiting a lot. This time I'm finally right. Well, not queer baiting, queer coding. Um, there were gay people in this movie. There were gay people, at least two. Just the way and like <laughs> the intonation in which so many people would be like the lesbians the was lesbians! so funny. This is where the lesbians live. The lesbians, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this movie hates gay people, right? Like, I'm not being uh, yeah. sensitive. No, this yeah. movie hates gay people. So then this movie, I hate this movie. Because this movie is Fair. like, the church is beautiful and gay people are going to hell. Well, I also totally misinterpreted. Because for the beginning of this movie, I thought Michael was queer coded. And I thought we were supposed to read Michael as oh, like her gay see that. friend. Oh, who she I can see living that. With. But I was like, oh, wait, they're just like actually romantically involved. <laughs> yeah
1: because they're but like th- that like he
0: has so many nice clothes and he needs a full length oh, mirror. there's like another yeah. line that tipped me off no you're so right i mean that might be there on purpose especially because i was like very very hesitant to trust him and then i finally did and i was wrong i love that it's listed as an lgbtq before film. it's listed as a horror movie i was so startled like no it's not it's what really not they're just are gay people there's <laughs> Like, <laughs> like the hateful inclusion of the gays does yeah. not make a film gay. I don't know how I feel about this movie. I'll probably figure it out over the next couple hours. Same. That's right. Thing, like, I'm really excited to talk about it. And I was like, I think I kind of enjoyed that, but I do hate it. I can't explain it. It just made me feel really bad. Well, yeah, fucking fair. So the movie begins. We're in, like, <laughs> Italy or something. It says Northern Italy, but it's totally the Vatican, which is in, like, full Central Italy. Just for what it's worth. But, like, we're in the Vatican so briefly, it's just, like, all these priests and priest-like figures. I don't know, church words. I am I was going to say it doesn't matter. It matters to some people. But it doesn't matter to the plot of the movie. It's what I mean. Um, And they're all members of the church in some way. That's really all you need to know. Yeah, and they're, like, doing this prayer to ward off some kind of evil. There's danger coming somewhere, and they're trying to ward it off. They're also all dressed like to the fucking nines everything is so colorful their hats have pom-poms and shit like i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna make fun of them i'm just gonna do it i think that's allowed and like the outfits are fun i like the outfits but they're just like a little fruity you know (laughs) and the one priest that we've been like watching him walk around he might be a bishop or a cardinal i don't fucking know it doesn't matter um He's literally credited as like hooded figure or like robed figure, but it's Jose Ferrer. And I was like, is this Jose Ferrer? And it is. And he's in a movie called The Cane Mutiny, which I watched with my mom and I didn't like it. But his son is Miguel Ferrer. (gasps) And that is Albert from Twin Peaks. He looks like him. So that's like person one who is incredibly famous that we also kind of have a connection to. And while we get to person two, we're abruptly in New York city and we see an incredibly young Jeff Goldblum. I lost my mind. I was so, I was like, there's no way. I was like, that can't be Jeff Goldblum in this right? movie. But it like fucking, it's it not, not him. It's fucking him. It's him. He's so itty bitty. But it, it's like, you look at him and you're like, oh, that's Jeff Goldblum. All right. It, like It is. And then he starts talking. And you're like, yeah, that's him. And like <laughs> yeah. this minor, minor role in a movie. It's yeah, so insane. Yeah, he's just like a fashion photographer. It's, it's so amazing. fucking cool. His name is Jack. That's all we know about him. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's just great. But person number one is Jeff Goldblum. He's fashion photographing our lead character named Allison. She's uh, a pretty model lady running around the city. She's so pretty. And uh, as the credits are rolling by... You see John Carradine, who is... I think this is his third appearance on the podcast. I think so, yeah. And he yet again does not get to do nearly enough. I know! Also starring Christopher Walken. At this point, I was so overwhelmed. Like, all my notes are just, like, men's names scribbled in all caps. I don't know if you can see that. Literally. Literally. (laughs) <laughs> My next note is, is there going to be talking in this movie? <laughs> yeah. I said, is this a silent film? It's just like such a long montage to be like, look, she lives in New York. She's a model. Look at her glamorous life. But for so fucking long, literally, they're like, look at her cute boyfriend. And his name is Chris Sarandon, the actor. And I forgot he was in fucking Child's Play. He was the guy. He's Well, the not guy. Chucky, but... <laughs> <laughs> i was so mad at him that movie i think i might have been a little right he was kind of rude to oh, the yeah. lady he's a good actor though he's a great actor and, and he's so pretty, pretty. <laughs> oh my god he's so pretty <laughs> i'm literally like twirling my hair going he's you're right pretty. too like i'm sorry but 70s men are really hot i was born in the sorry. wrong era <laughs> literally <laughs> i literally was it's not fair crying. I don't He's feel good. Stupid a <laughs> little skinny mustachioed man. Oh my god, what I would not do to date that fucking little twig. Okay, but there is in fact talking in this movie as we see allison's beautiful boyfriend michael is like touring apartments and the real oh, estate yeah. guy's like you got a lady moving he- in here with you like your wife this room could be a nursery for a baby it's literally that could literally, be a nursery i this is exactly what i wrote down we have the same brain cell you <laughs> do and this one i thought this man was gay or i thought like they wanted us to infer this man was gay yeah because um allison is with her friend jennifer looking at apartments and they're talking about michael and jennifer says something like he's very well dressed and i'm like they're trying to hint this man is gay but they aren't yeah it's so weird she's like i have to race michael to the mirror yes and i was like okay so he's gay and because i had like the leaning of this is an lgbtq movie well, apparently yeah. <laughs> that's so goddamn weird but he's. i thought not. i was a little crazy until they said the word lesbian well it was before they said the word lesbians out loud. For a while, there. I was like, and what makes this movie gay? Pray tell. Yeah, literally. Um, and all, But also, I thought maybe the realtor was hitting on him a little bit. Because the the realtor, he's like, why do you need this full-length mirror? He's like, oh, my girlfriend is a model. Which, like, so you can check your outfits in the morning. Shut up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my girlfriend's a model. She has a lot of clothes. And he's like, oh, like, are you a model? And I was like, keep it in your pants, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Have some professionalism. And he's like, I guess lawyers are well-dressed. Like, everyone's making all these little comments. So we get the information that they are, they're together, they're a couple, but they're looking for separate apartments. Um, Allison has this wild line where she says that they've been there for like two years since I got out of the hospital. And I was like, I beg your pardon. Yeah, like, elaborate on that. Just sprinkling that in there, which is like how you would talk to your friend. You wouldn't be like, remember what I was in the hospital for two years ago? Like, you would be like, (laughs) yeah, since I got out of the hospital. Um, but also your friend knows how long you've been with your boyfriend. You don't need to tell her. Right. Exactly. I digress. But basically she's like, we just need to like live in separate places and have our own space. Cause we've never done that. Right. And part of it, I think for her is like, she wants to feel, she says, I want to feel like I can take care of myself. Like I want to prove to myself that I can. I was having such a fucking meltdown because I was already like having a tough time yesterday being like, yeah, living by myself is so fucking like, it's so hard to maintain myself living alone. Yeah, and no, then I turned same. on this movie and I was like, <laughs> no, and I have like the reverse thing of like, I get like lonely and stuff. Yep. Um, but um. I was also sobbing because this apartment is $600 a month. Oh, my God. I wanted to fucking <laughs> punch myself in the face. And it's enormous. I'm so like, big. that's too expensive. Like, I know it was 30-something years ago. Well, yeah. less than that. but er, More than that. More than that. 50. I can't do math. 50? Almost 50. Oh, it's my 77. God. It was like 45 years ago. That's crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me blown away by time passing. <laughs> I had a meltdown today because Ladybird came out five years ago. What? And to me, like, that's a new movie. Yeah. Ladybird just yeah. came out. It's five years old. I still sometimes have the problem of when I think something happened recently in my head. I'm like, oh, in 2015. Mm-mm. But again, like, we are in another movie in the apartment horror cinematic universe, and we are more specifically trigger warning in like the suicide apartment horror genre. Yeah. And I will say out of the two suicide apartment movies we've watched, I do prefer this one. That's true. That's a good point. Um at least cuz at least it's it's honest about being homophobic and not trying to be like <laughs> teehee, what if we hated trans people? I was just so horrifically unprepared for this movie. It's so graphic. It's like very stark. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. Um, but we're almost there to the parts we're alluding to, yeah. Uh, because Allison and Michael are having this conversation. Michael really wants to marry her. She's like, mm-hmm. "We need like our separate time as separate people first before we get married." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. This conversation is interrupted by a phone call from Allison's mother. So alarming and out of nowhere, by the way, informing her that her dad is very unwell and is dying. And we watch this man die. We watch him like death rattle, like he is yeah. unwell. It's, like, a hard cut to him, like, like foaming at the mouth. It's so In horrific. the act of dying gruesomely. Y- literally. And you're, like, oh, wow, that's really sad. But you look at her for a minute, Allison, <sighs> and she, like, looks like she feels approximately nothing. And then you're, like, oh, God, that can't be good. But And, like, okay. again, not to be the grief police, but, like... We know movies, it's not leading anywhere good. And for what it's worth, this character kind of underreacts to everything that happens. Sure. She's just very calm and unconcerned about anything most of the time, <laughs> which made it really hard to read what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then girly pop can't make it to the funeral cause she's got a migraine. Yeah, she has a shock migraine. I was like, are we just saying words? Um, it was at this point, I looked down at my phone for two seconds and then looked up to see the most alarming thing imaginable. We're given about two seconds of Allison. Like, first of all, being like looking a little catatonic and then it's like, she's in shock and then her getting up and being like, okay, bye mom. See you later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then immediately she flash back. She flashes back to her childhood, which I actually really like this shot a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Um, It's like trying to find good things about the movie. No, you're right. She's like looking out the window and she sees and hears a car full of like high schoolers pull up and like they all say goodbye to each other and they're like bye Allison and you watch young her like run into the house and like come inside and like older Allison is watching younger Allison who has a different hairstyle so you know (laughs) Um, and she like walks into her house and I don't know if she hears anything that alerts her to the fact that something like untoward is going on but she like walks into i guess her dad's bedroom and he is just like naked eating cake with two women there's like a cake orgy going on i guess it's it's not an orgy it's a threesome but but still a cake threesome is still kind of alarming her dad is having cake sex and it's just like i and like one of the women is fat and i don't think that's not on purpose i I think that's i think that's what set me off because i was having like a weird like body day like that's what started to set me off and then everything else that happens happened. I was like, I can't watch this. No, that's the thing. Like it's very cruel about these like purported vices and like this is my whole problem with how some Catholic churches are run. Like, you know what I mean? Like we like okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go on my Catholic rant. I'm this is not applied to all Catholics in any way. This <laughs> my is my grandma. experience. <laughs> my mommy so shut the fuck up literally like no like we have that's a like dear... mama. i feel like you have identified as religious at some point during the time of recording i don't mean to put words into your mouth i like i wouldn't say i'm like catholic i, sure. I consider myself spiritual i don't that sounds so that's woo. no but, like, i know it does sound woo woo but i, I agree I, my dad is the same way like i believe in like higher powers and stuff yes but I don't, yes like, subscribe to catholicism really yeah i fully agree um, but like as someone who grew up in the Catholic church and like nobody was hateful towards me about it, which is why mm-hmm. I think it's so prevalent. Like my parents were not like X, Y, and Z is bad, like yeah. sex and like gluttony are evil, but that is, excuse me, built inherently into like the criteria, you know, or the, um, the curriculum almost, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, and it's this idea of like you were born bad and you have to make up for it. And yeah. like, That is very poison to young minds, I think. I don't think we should be teaching kids that they're born evil. I agree. I don't know. And, like, I'm not saying all religion or all Catholicism does that. It's just, like, that's – I don't know. That was kind of what we got from my church. And as much as, like, yeah, it's supposed to inspire you to do good and be kind to people, it also makes you feel guilty for getting fat or eating cake or having sex. God forbid you do all three at once. And it's scary. And that's, like, I also didn't like how this made me feel because I'm, like – a very like sex positive person i'm very yeah. like have your kinks like do whatever freaky shit you want like that is right. your business and so like i didn't really i didn't like how this like made me feel like it made me yeah, feel like, was, like yeah. that is deviant behavior I'm, yeah this man no. can have cake sex if he wants to like it's not like that's like that's not the upsetting thing It was like the w- right like, it was just it like made me feel so disturbed and then i was yeah. like, upset about that i was going on like yes. so many like spirals about this movie no no <laughs> But I felt the exact same way. I was like, "This is gross," and that's not fair that I'm thinking that right, way. Right? Because I was like, "Oh, I'm like looking at like a bigger naked woman covered in cake," and I'm like, "This is di- I'm like this is so disturbing," and I'm like, "This sucks." And like that's the thing is like that in and of itself isn't disturbing, but the way it's filmed makes it upsetting. It's like very like loud and scary, and the camera movement is very jarring. And like she screams and runs out, Allison. And like well, it, no, you no, know. no. Before that, it's like really loud and jarring, and then her yeah. dad like jumps on her and starts like smacking her around and like i really didn't like this at all no yeah and like it's like clearly meant that she's like not mourning her abusive dad because he was abusive but like it like has this weird illusion of like he like the complete lack of shame he seems to feel for being seen having sex by his child is really upsetting and like he shouldn't be ashamed for having sex but like you do not want your child to see you having sex i think that's pretty fucking normal and he does not give a shit you know what I mean no like oh my god like what are you doing here she's like instantly like I need to beat her for this yeah like it just like I thought they were gonna reveal like a sex abuse plot line and like it's just it's It's just him like so mad at her for interrupting his cake sex yeah I hate how so many horror movies have been making me feel about cake lately (laughs) lately I say as if creep show wasn't the second episode we ever did (laughs) a year ago a full year ago the movie without saying it overtly is like being a naked woman is like a is like a crime punishable by death it was weird and i didn't like it and it gets worse
1: we yeah. Didn't oh my say God. Say a
0: trigger warning. I'm gonna put something in the description about all this. Yeah. It's just and now trigger warning. We've alluded to like suicide. Trigger warning for yeah. self harm. Trigger warning for like. I needed so many trigger warnings going into this movie. Yeah, i was it's not inc- ready for it. Yeah, I'm so sorry that like you had to go. Co- I wish I could have pre-screened or something. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing that pissed me off. Is while the dad is like hitting her, he like rips her cross off that she's wearing she has a crucifix and he's like fucking get this out of my sight or something yeah he's like calling her like depraved and deviant i feel like yeah i might be wrong but i feel like he says no that i think to you're her. right well it seems like he's implying that like she's peeping on him or something when like clearly he's just being irresponsible yeah lock your doors yeah literally like lock your door and this all would have been fine it's not that. well hard. i mean like The negative connotations of, like, eating a food that is not necessarily healthy and being naked and having sex all at once are vomit-inducingly upsetting. And then it got worse. (laughs) Yeah, because her response to these upsetting images that are all innocuous, innocent things on, like, independently... And yeah, I said it. Sex is innocent. Hozier right. said so in a very pretty lyric and I'll fight about it. And like when it's your dad and it's followed up yeah, by of him like beating you. It's and like rebuking event. your religion. Yeah. Like that's traumatizing. Of course. And like not that she shouldn't be upset by these yeah. events. Like no matter how much he's allowed to have cake sex, even if it's not nice to cheat on his wife, she's allowed to be upset to have seen that. Yes, I agree. Like, she would have been probably equally as upset if it was just any other affair, whether they were, like, naked people in this bed. Yeah, there's just so many elements on top of it. Yeah, I it's just like... a lot. And, like, again, like, it's made to look like the worst thing that could yeah. possibly be happening. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Allison's response to this is that she runs into the bathroom and attempts to take her life. When she, like, ran in, like, picked up the knife and, like, held, I sc- I went, oh, no, and, like I, that's when I like, paused yeah. the movie. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? No, I literally started yelling. I was like, this can't, I can't be seen. That's when I texted her. I was like, I don't feel good. I can't watch this. I'm like, I can't no, be yeah. this right now. You're, And it's, it's very graphic. And like, that's not me saying like you can't have like graphic shit in your horror movies. Like I'm not no. trying to be a weenie about it, but like this no, movie but this in was- particular made me feel not good or safe or well because this was first of all completely tastelessly done and just out I of will say nowhere yeah there is it's it's not done in any artful or like s- sensical way and also it will later be framed as this horrible sin she's committed yep. uh, like suicide as a sin is maybe one of the most like one of the things that makes me the angriest it's such a it's such a damaging it's so it it's like the most hateful thing and I have, like, what some would say far too much personal experience with that concept. Yeah. And, like, the, I'm just, and, I, the film stirred up a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I think I hate this movie. It was, like, interesting to watch. I was engaged very much. But, like, the intent of the movie makes me want to set myself on fire. It's I not say the that. movie's fault that I that it made me so upset, you know? Well, that's true. But also, like, I I would argue that, like, this movie is not kind to people that, like, we identify with and as. Do you know what I mean? It was just so many things. I'm, like, crying. I hate this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it fucking sucks. And at this point, I had to pause the movie to calm down, (laughs) if you can't tell. I was very upset by this movie. It's deeply upsetting. Woo! And again, like, it's not making any positive statement it's not making any statement it's it's not it's literally just like um god is god is so great and hell is so (laughs) bad you can't even touch the stove it's 125 (laughs) degrees anyway (sighs) that scene's over yeah it's like but in like the first 12 minutes it's like here like so many damaging like ideas and images and like hateful against women and anyone who's ever suffered so allison relives this incredibly traumatic experience um and the next thing we see is her like at like a meal with her mother after the funeral and i don't really remember what they talk about um oh it's interesting um so she first finds the crucifix that her dad took from her and she oh, right. takes it back she finds that in the house That's important. And then she's having dinner with her mother, where we learn that, like, the mom hated the dad, too. And it's right. like, well, why did you stay with him? And she's like, I had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And that, like, sets her in her resolve of, like, yes, I need my own place. I can't move in with my boyfriend because, like, I can never not have anywhere to go. Right. It, like, all logical, like, this is what drives me crazy. And, like, I don't think this is unrealistic. It's just frustrating to watch it play out. Cause she has these like clear and like, uh, like logical trust issues. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense that she's experiencing this. So Allison returns home from the funeral to the apartment she shares with Michael. And like, at this point we realize he didn't go with her, which like she probably didn't want him to. And that's fine. And that's her choice. But he's like, how was it? And she's like awful. And they're like, "Ugh, that sucks. And it's like, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> Shouldn't we talk about this? You guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, not wanting to talk about things that are really upsetting. And, like, maybe they do other times. But, like, part of my whole thing is, like, he clearly really wants to marry her. And I don't think he fully understands. Like, he's understanding of, like, okay, you're not ready. Okay, you need your own space. And, like, obviously, if she was hospitalized, it's very likely that he knows about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, like, it seems like this is so dumb. But I was watching season three of Love is Blind. And there's this girl who does ballet. And she's, like, I don't like to get deep with my partner. And I was, like. (laughs) that's Ooh. like funnily enough this movie was reminding me very much of another movie that kind of fucked me up that i just watched the other day on netflix called the luckiest girl in the world and have you heard of this i don't think so. starring mila kunis i thought it was like oh. a rom-com so i was like it's like a netflix original starring mila kunis i was like let me throw sure. this on it is horrific like that's oh god a, it, it needs so many trigger warnings it's about like school shootings and rape oh oh jesus it's a full it's like it's a rape movie and i didn't know that oh my god i thought it was a mila kunis rom-com yeah well if it's fucking called luckiest girl alive and it's like a netflix original i was like this will be silly and nice to fall asleep to and then i was like laying in bed like god oh my god what's like that fucking zoe saldana movie that came out or the tv show and it's like about this like romance and then like something really horrible happens apparently so Allison gets home and like doesn't really talk to Michael about what she's feeling and that's okay it's not my business to say what you need to do to be in a happy healthy relationship I just feel like she needed some support and did not seek it and that made me sad because I want her to be happy (laughs) um listeners Riley you can cut this but listeners I watch Riley pour a glass of wine and then her eyes bug out of her head I just like really almost like doused my laptop in red wine like I almost missed completely (laughs) But what I will say for Michael is that he does seem to respect, um, Allison's boundaries, which does make me really happy. Cause I feel like a lot of movie partners don't do that. Yeah. So I liked him in the beginning. Cause they also do have a very cute dynamic. They make He's each other bad, laugh. Really. Well, <laughs> right. That's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I like just finished this movie before we started. And I was like, Oh wait, yeah, Same. he is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, cause I was going back and forth with him in a lot. Cause like he just acts shady. Cause you're supposed to be suspicious of him. Cause that's the point. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck, spoiler. Right. Sorry. Sorry. That's fine. Like, I don't think this movie is really worth watching. I got to be honest at this point. Just listen to us talk about it. You'll be fine. Like people really like this movie. And I like, I can't talk about this movie objectively because like I had such a strong reaction to it. So I just like, don't know if it's good. (laughs) Well, that's the thing though. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think like, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I had a kind of a good time watching it. I was very interested in the whole thing, but like based on what it says, I cannot enjoy it. Yeah. I don't even, I blacked out during this movie. (laughs) <laughs> um it's literally like all the gays and fornicators are going to hell and it's yeah. like oh cool <laughs> okay great so she tours this different apartment. It's like a too good to be true apartment. It's like $400 a month. Is that what she says? It's $500 a month. And she's like, oh, I think that's too much. And she's like, 400 a month is too much. And she's like, you just said 500 So she's like, no, I didn't. Fully furnished skyline view. Like, it's huge. It's got this big old spooky entrance. <laughs> it's, and it's covered like, in ivy. It's fucking creepy. Like, I don't think I would want to live oh, there. Oh, it's creepy as shit. It's a labyrinth inside. Yeah, I don't like it. It's. Scary, like it's apartments, but it it literally looks like it's it's structured the same way the fucking tenant apartment building is structured, which is to say, it is like everything looks fully furnished. Her door, her front door, is a sliding door that was so alarming to me. It's so scary, and like not to be like this, but it says it's in Brooklyn Heights. Fucking where? That's I believe like (laughs) the exterior shots were like a real real building. But the inside, it I think, it was slightly completely familiar. different. Yeah. But, like, I like I just, I don't know. <laughs> that's not what Brooklyn architecture looks like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I've been inside of every building in Brooklyn. All of them. Every single building in all of Brooklyn. New York. So Allison's like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. So she buys the apartment. And as they're leaving, she's like, um, not to be dramatic, but there's someone staring at me from the window. <laughs> and think- the woman, I forget her name, who's Mrs. Logan or Miss Logan. Oh, Yeah miss logan who's showing her the apartment is like oh don't worry about that that's the senile blind priest that lives above you yeah like oh okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like not I there's so... anything wrong with being senile or blind or a priest but just like all that information at once <laughs> is a yeah, lot Yeah, and she says it in this like really weird yeah. way but also allison has this really frustrating reaction which is so 1977 of her and she's like blind what's he looking at i'm like oh my god <laughs> Are we really going to do that? What's he looking at? That's literally what she says. I was like, girl, nothing. He can't see. That's the What's whole thing. What's he supposed to do? Close his eyes? Yeah, like, he sits by the window. He's very old. Whatever. Like, <laughs> What's he And, like, at? not all blind people experience blindness in the same way. And some people right light right, see right. blah, blah, blah. And often, it's actually, I think, kind of rare to be like completely blind quote-unquote yep. in the way that often sighted people think about it but the point is yeah <laughs> like him being blind is such a random detail yeah like, it's just like wouldn't it be scary to be old and to be blind and it's like imagine maybe. cataracts yeah like oh my god like their eyes are white and i'm like it happens sometimes guys literally <laughs> like that happens i don't know how to tell you also miss logan says the dumbest thing in the world I she's like oh you're from baltimore I'm glad you're from Baltimore moving into this apartment because I find that New Yorkers have no sense for anything but sex and money. And I was like, (laughs) what? What the fuck, dude? Like, this movie was written by someone who has never been to New York. This movie, like, someone from New York was mean to the director once or something, (laughs) and then he made this movie. And it's like, also, I challenge you to find a single human alive who doesn't care about either sex or money, at least a little bit. That's true. You gotta find, like, a Tibetan monk yeah exactly like an ace person who's like really really well off and doesn't have to worry about financials. <laughs> also she's like this is 20 minutes from the center of town i was like what, what, <laughs> what do you mean what? okay like the center of town it's a it's a major si- i i'm sorry <laughs> it's just such a silly thing to say the movie carries on and we see jeff goldblum again Because she's at a photo shoot, oh, with like peacocks and dogs. Oh my god, yeah. And all the animals start going crazy. (laughs) So she has to take a break. This (laughs) Yeah, she's like these two Afghan dogs, and they run off the leash. And Jeff Goldblum is like, get him back on the concrete. I'm like, she's not a dog trainer. She's a model. And like a horse is throwing a guy in the background. And so then the peacock that's in the background jumps into the pool. (laughs) I don't know if this is a a bird that can swim or not. Maybe they can't swim. But the man that was standing (laughs) with the peacock goes, oh my God. (laughs) Like I've never seen anyone more distressed and in the whole movie literally the whole movie no one is as upset as this one guy when that peacock jumps in the fucking pool like I don't know if this is a reflection of this main woman's acting or like how the character was written but she just like does not react appropriately to anything like she is never freaked out she's always like okay on to the next and I'm like there's a lot <laughs> happening actually <laughs> yeah but uh similarly she's like okay i'm gonna go inside and take a call <laughs> she like, goes and talks to michael i think she's on the phone with someone yeah it's michael i think and she passes out and she passes out a lot in oh this movie. yeah and every time she passes out she does it so scary it's so it's she i wrote she passes out so violently she will like scream and hit the deck so hard <laughs> it's so true and everyone's always like huh <laughs> And she's describing it to Jennifer, her best friend in the next scene, who's like also a model um, and the girl who was looking at apartments with her. And she's like, I feel like something in the base of my skull and it's like tingling. And then I go completely numb. I was like, go to the doctor. You're having like an aneurysm or something. Yeah. They put her on like anti-anxiety meds and then tell her to consult with a neurologist. If it keeps happening. I'm like, consult with a neurologist right now. And that's the thing. It's like, she's so unfazed. She's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's like, the pills are supposed to relax me. I feel fine now. And I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) I'm glad you feel better, but like, oh, my God. Call 911, guys. Very bizarre. And speaking of bizarre, oh, my God. (laughs) There's a knock at her door, and my favorite character of the movie, Charles Chazen, played by Meredith Burgess, shows up with his black and white tuxedo cat and a little bird on his shoulder. (laughs) I have to say it now because I think this describes him really accurately. But I was like, this apartment building full of happy dancing gays. He's just a little old gay man. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything to canonically imply that he is gay. But he's but just, he's fucking gay. He's very, like, he's like little Leslie Jordan. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, he acts and reads very much like Leslie Jordan. Well, shit. <laughs> oh, what are y'all, y'all doing? what y'all do <laughs> daddy watch me twirl daddy <laughs> yeah but he's like so cute and gay and charming and it's really funny because she'll later complain about him to somebody but she loves him that's like they're immediately so familiar and so yeah. like friendly like he's he's like rub my bird's stomach and the bird does not want to be touched like she's trying to pet the bird and the bird like runs to the other shoulder <laughs> and I'm like this bird does not want his tummy rubbed yeah, but it's like it's they fall into such a, like, gay man and his little woman friend yeah, dynamic and he, immediately. And he leaves her a framed picture of himself. Yes. <laughs> He's an Animal Crossing villager. He shows up unannounced at all hours. Oh, he my is, God. And leaves a picture of himself. Holy shit. Oh, oh, my God. And, like, makes you come to weird parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone you know is there. Yes. And it's a birthday party for a fucking cat. Oh, my God this movie is just dark animal crossing some parts of this movie i really loved like the cat birthday party i really like princess hat i like just the shot of the cat in the birthday hat was so fucking funny to me it's so good anyway the cat's name jezebel like i'm sorry no straight man on earth would name their cat jezebel they just wouldn't or have a bird (laughs) Yeah. yeah like that small of a bird a little canary come on yeah, I mean, thinks the lady doth protest too much, Miss Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he like knocks on her door and she slides it open, and immediately he goes Chazen. The name's Charles Chazen. Like, <laughs> oh, so later that night, Michael and in- Michael's friends come over to Allison's new apartment. It seems like and are showing oh. a slideshow. Maybe it's his yeah. apartment it doesn't matter they're out at some event michael's friends are showing a slideshow and it's boring as shit and michael and allison are like off in a different room canoodling and i'm like why did you host these people if you didn't want people it's so funny like just don't have your friends come over if you want to canoodle and he like proposes to her again for probably like the 100th time he's like you should marry me and she says no it's only been two years since karen which like Sounds a little innocuous. It's like, oh, important information. He's like, but me and Karen are different than you and me. Like, that's not, you know. Well, I really liked the way this information was revealed because, like, that line piques your interest, but they don't explain it right away. It's like much later in the movie, you're like, oh, that's what happened to Karen. Right, right, because it's like, oh, he had another partner, and she wants like them there to be more like space between them. It's like, okay, I get that. But interestingly, you'll also remember she said it's been two years since she got out of the hospital. And I think it's oh, interesting yeah. that those two events happened at the same time. That's so funny. I didn't put that together. Bink. Yeah, it's gonna guys. It's so not what you think. It's Holy not what shit. you think at all. I don't think it's what you're gonna think. It is. <laughs> um, this next scene this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it really does. There's like a little interlude where it's like it's so funny because like suddenly they're back at her apartment like hooking up and the the way they let us know that is they show us the picture of Charles Chazen again. Yeah. And he's like what is this and she's like I don't know I think my neighbor left it when he was here.
1: It's <laughs> oh, like a shit. photo of himself.
0: What y'all doing? So basically they're like hooking up and he's like, that's a picture of your neighbor. And she's like, yeah. And then he goes to undo her like shirt buttons and he's like, oh, you're wearing a crucifix. I didn't know you were Catholic. And she's like, does it matter? And like, I feel like they think they're really saying something there.
1: <laughs> I totally like,
0: missed all of that shit. It doesn't matter. But like, I too would be surprised if my partner, like, like if I was like hooking up with a partner and they were like wearing a Star of David, I'd be like, oh, I didn't know you were Jewish. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't know that. They've been together for like two years. It exactly. <laughs> And like, it seems like she hasn't been practicing, which is understandable, but it's just like funny that she's all of a sudden like a little defensive about it. She's like, yeah, so what? It's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's exactly what it felt like. I was like, he wasn't mad. I think he just didn't realize. Right. Um, and the next thing that happens is like, I think maybe the most homophobic shit ever committed to screen. This was again, like, I hated it because I was so uncomfortable right and it's like and i don't think that's coming from a hateful place from no. me <laughs> because the thing is like you're not uncomfortable because these two people are lesbians i'm gonna tell you that right now you're not like, they're deviants <laughs> like but the thing is like they're actively sexually harassing their neighbor it's and this is the fucking thing like not to like shame allison for anything but like she does not react normally no no she's like right. she doesn't say anything she just sits there like this is weird and like, yeah, like, like react, do something. Right. And like, it's, she's totally allowed to be like stunned into confusion and silence. Yeah, totally. But like, it just doesn't really totally square. Cause she almost like, like she looks, excuse me, she looks uncomfortable and upset and then like stays and tries to make small talk. And then like later she references it as like really weird versus like, like she's, oh, she says like those two women go too far. And I'm like, well, well, cause that's sure. The thing. So like what happens in this apartment isn't like a gay thing it's like a weird like sexual harassment thing like they're not doing that because they're gay like they're doing that because they're freaks you know right two things just happen to be true at the same time exactly and like she like reacts to it in a way that's like odd and like i this is like a weird comparison but it's like a guy i went on a date with was talking to me about get out and described the character of rose who is like a white supremacist and he called her a bitch and i was like well yeah but also like, that's not the problem. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause later, like, <laughs> like they're like, they're lesbians and weird. And it's like, she didn't do that because she's a lesbian. Exactly. Like, that the thing she did wasn't an explicitly gay thing to do. Also, interestingly, Charles Chazen. I'm only going to call it by his full name, is like, she asks him about the neighbors and he's like, oh, nobody bothers me except that priest upstairs. And then like, kind of like the two women downstairs. And she like runs into them and (laughs) their names are Gerda and Sandra. And I wrote sluts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They come out into the hallway, like dressed in like dance tights and stuff, which is fine. But like, you know, the movie is doing that to show you that they're like sexual and stuff. And that's the only thing they wear are like unitards yeah and like it's so fucking stupid so she goes inside to meet them because they invite her in i think kind of aggressively they're like oh you're coming inside and your crucifix is from france and she's like okay and she's like holding her groceries like she's doing something (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly it's so dumb and they like make her coffee and they're like kind of talking and one of them doesn't talk yes that's true sandra doesn't talk and right when i made a note that sandra doesn't talk gerda was like don't mind sandra she doesn't really talk And so then Gerda gets up to get something and then Sandra just starts like pleasuring herself in front of Like just staring at Allison, like rubbing herself. It's so weird. Like, sorry, it's fucking gross. I don't like Like, it at all. I don't like it at all. Yeah. And like, it would be just as bad if a man did that. (laughs) Like, yeah i wouldn't like but it if anyone like, did that lesbians you know like weirds, and also they like gerda at one point says sandra used to live in this building with a man but he treated her badly and i really don't like that trope of like it's it's the predatory lesbian trope of like this like yeah. presumably like abused or mistreated woman being taken in by a visibly older woman and now they seem to have a sexual relationship like that's gross and then yeah. like this is again the predatory lesbian trope of like they make her come into the apartment and they're like "Ooh, look girls having sex with girls but not actually and like it just yeah sucks. and then I just she it. like orgasms to completion in front of her allison says yeah. nothing of this gerda walks back into the room and allison instead of like leaving or doing anything she's like what do you two do for a living and they say fondle each other and then that's the thing that like gets her out of her seat and she's like i'm leaving this is disgusting yeah it's just fucking. And, like dumb. you weren't bothered before yeah, you're like, now you're bothered by them saying they fondle each other, but you weren't bothered by watching her fondle herself in front of you. It's just so odd. It's just like she just doesn't react in a way that makes sense. And now she's at a new photo shoot. Um, She's also like the only model in the world. Yeah, she's booked and busy. By the way, she's on the cover of like Esquire and Cosmopolitan and Better Homes and Gardens and like every magazine under the fucking sun from the montage earlier. And she's in like a shampoo commercial so recognizable that she can like say her catchphrase to people and they know who she is. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's like a thing. Charles Chainson is like, I know you from the TV. And she's like, yeah, yeah, the ads. And he's like, I thought you were an actress. That's boring. And I thought that was funny. That was funny. But anyway, she's at work again. And it's literally, like, it's just, like, the fucking shit's Creek thing of, like, it the fruit is. wine. The fruit wine. Uh, like, what's it? Herber <laughs> Like, And that's, she's, like, her mind is elsewhere. She's a bit scattered. She's fumbling at work. She has to, like, set the wine bottle down in the right position so the label's out because it's a commercial. But mm-hmm. she keeps fumbling it. And it takes, her like, 14 takes to set down the wine bottle in the right way. And then when she does do it right, it's out of focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it's just so funny because take one, the director is yelling at her. Yeah, he's already in a bad mood. Like, it's so, like, I don't know. And then she can't (laughs) put it down, right? (laughs) And, like, they don't offer her any help. They're just like, do it again, darling, but don't fuck up. I'm like, can you give her some advice or make the mark clearer? Like, if it's this big of an issue, just, like, turn the wine bottle, put it in her hand, and just have her set it down. Like, I'm like, there's so many ways around this other than what we are doing well that's like finally she goes to like sit down somewhere and they're like oh we're gonna hire a stand-in and then she again violently (laughs) passes out into like a wall of sheet glass screams faints into glass yeah she almost falls off the fucking roof basically like comes to after going to the doctor and it's like again so unfazed like in the phone booth like yeah no big deal whatever yeah they gave me pills to relax me i'm like it seemed like a pretty big deal i don't know (laughs) literally and, like, Michael is worried, but she's like, can you just help me get my phone put in? This is the second time they've, like, mentioned how she doesn't have a phone. So and she's always happens. out in the phone booth. But it doesn't matter that she has no phone. It's, it's irrelevant not a problem. completely. Point. Yeah. So the next thing that happens is Charles takes her to a surprise party for his cat, Jezebel. But the surprise is for her. Like, he blindfolds <laughs> her and surprises her with a birthday party for his cat. It's so cute, though it is and like she's delighted she's like oh i'm kind of tired i don't really know if i'm up for it but then like she gets there and he's like i'm gonna blindfold you and she's like teehee okay like and the cat is so cute in her little birthday hat she's so cute (laughs) she's a little tuxedo cat i love her and he's introducing her to all the neighbors and he's like this is Anna Clark and these are like the Clutsons or the Clistons or something there's so like many fucking neighbors and like this is another thing that gets mentioned a lot and is irrelevant but they're like we used to live above you but the ceiling leaked and now we live in Murray Hill and it's like okay cool everyone's just weird everyone is so weird yeah everyone's like a little weird and a little loud and the lesbians are there which she's <laughs> uncomfortable about but before which like honestly i didn't realize that they were lesbians until much later i did not realize that's fair well because it doesn't read like that they don't read as lesbians it's like right like it just they just read as like two women who do sex work probably two wackos yeah two wackos who do sex work (laughs) um and but what's so funny is that uh charles Chazen goes you know gerda and sandra (laughs) (laughs) like he does like the silliest little laugh and then he's like okay we're gonna do polka dancing and that cheers her right up (laughs) allison is having a blast and then they all sing happy birthday to the cat and the party's over yeah i thought we were gonna have cake trauma and like we kind of don't but we almost do we get um one of the old women just saying black and white cat, black and white cake, which also comes back later, but also doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like they reference it later, but it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that night she has a nightmare. Oh, a cat and party it's like- nightmare. <laughs> a cat party nightmare. That's the title. <laughs> that is the title. Cat yeah! party nightmare. Let's fucking go. Oh, we have one. Yeah. We haven't had one that easy in a long time. Yeah. Um... But and she's like, (laughs) what if I were, I hope he doesn't get nude like last time. (laughs) Literally, it's like she's hearing all these quotes um, about the apartment and like, isn't the furniture nice? And this is my bird and like all this shit that like. uh, you know like everything's starting with the apartment and then she's (laughs) back at the cat party but this time everyone is naked especially the women because there's nothing more like this movie hates gay people and then it's also like women are disgusting to look at yeah i'm not saying all gay people say shit like that but sometimes like gay men will say things like that and i'm like yeah like okay so which one is it (laughs) (laughs) um um, (laughs) sex repulsed man makes movie um but anyway the women are naked and like Michael is there and he's wearing a white suit and he looks so good (laughs) and he's very impassive. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Um, and he's not helping her. And like that, like the Sandra like rips her clothes off and she's like crawling over to Michael and he's not helping her. And then Sandra is walking towards her clapping symbols for a reason. I guess it was at this point. I turned off the movie and didn't watch it for another day. And you were really right to do that. Cause what the fuck is this all about? I was so overwhelmed. So she like wakes up upset and distressed and above her, like the chandelier on her ceiling is like swinging around. Yeah. And she's hearing like heavy footsteps and metal clanging much like other movies we've watched. <laughs> it's really fucking loud in her apartment. It's so loud that she goes back to miss Logan, the woman who sold her the apartment to like have a meeting with her to be like, Hey, like, it's just like really fucking loud. The neighbors are really noisy. And Miss Logan's like, Oh, the priest? And she says, No, the others. And you can tell immediately by Miss Logan's expression, There are no others. Exactly. Exactly. There are absolutely no others. And she like lets her finish this whole story. And then she's like, Well, the thing is, nobody has lived there for three years except for that priest, which is so, like, it's so scary because, like, she spent so much time with those. She was at a cat party with those people. Like she's spent like a lot of she's had a lot of conversations with those people. Yeah. Well, and she's like and like, it's so funny because she's like, it's so loud. And Charles Chazen is always coming to my house. And I was like, you should be so lucky. Literally. Um, my next note is confusing because it says, oh, priest shedding burden. And I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also have a note that Michael calls up some guy that I thought was Richard Kind, but it's not oh i totally know Um, what you mean he did look like him what's his name brenner yeah Brenner. detective brenner he's just like shady because michael's a lawyer uh i don't know if we mentioned that i didn't know that i had to ask oh yeah it's not But michael's a lawyer and brenner is this like shady detective that he knows through dubious connections yeah and so like this is when i started to get really suspicious of him because first i just thought he was kind of sweet and then he's calling this guy and he's like oh i want you to go over because allison goes to his office and is like hey i like was awake all night last night because of Mm -hmm. this like clanging and swinging chandeliers and shit and he's like hey like my girlfriend just called me up about this like can you go check it out but it's like why does it this like this like weird little secretive thing you know yeah that's true because i was just so like oh that's sweet he cares But I was wrong. Right. No, that's what I No, That's my that was my reaction. But I was like, this seems like weird. Like, why doesn't he just go with her? You know, while Miss Logan and Allison are like on the way to the apartment, we see this man who we saw before who is identifiable by this giant crucifix ring that he has yes Um, and they pan in dramatically on it all the time so we remember that it's him it's so funny like the pom-pom hat doesn't help us remember him well because i was kind of nervous i was like oh it's the guy from before and i'm like wait what if it's not and like they're all just in the same outfit and they're all just like old dudes and i can't tell them apart (laughs) no it is a very helpful thing it's just some it's like sometimes i'm like oh that's probably the crucifix guy and they pan down to the ring and i'm like yeah it is So, um, as Allison and Miss Logan are like, I guess on their way to the apartment, we see this man, um, from the very beginning, he was in like the pretend Vatican and he has this very big crucifix ring, which is how we identify him. And he like goes up into the building to see John Carradine, who is like the priest in the window. And he says to him, oh, what does he say? He goes, I am here, Holy Father, so you may shed your burden in peace. And then we move on to a different scene. I was like, yeah. Oh, Okay. I, the other day, it was when I was on set, I was explaining to other background actors what unburdening was from the <laughs> I love unburdening. Okay, so Miss <laughs> Logan is taking Allison back to the apartment, like, show me, like, where you're hearing these noises. And they're walking down the hallway. And they go... this is where the lesbians live (laughs) i was like i have to make that my twitter banner it's so funny it's the funniest thing in the entire movie this is where the lesbians live and i was like lgbt (laughs) ally let's go So they go inside, and she's like, oh, the furniture is different. When I was here, it didn't look like this. But, like, more noticeably, there's, like, fucking cobwebs everywhere. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. That's so true. It's, like, dusty and cobwebbed and, like, abandoned. She's like, the furniture is different. <laughs> and Miss Logan really fucking smoothly is like, oh, well, the landlord's have been renovating the apartments. And she's like, what? And she's like, uh, rather slowly. <laughs> For a while. Like, way to go, Logs. <laughs> But again, Allison is just so fucking calm. I don't get what her deal is. Like, she's like, hmm, weird. Yeah, yeah. She's like, my God, was I dreaming? And Miss Logan is like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's it. That's what happened. You were dreaming, you <laughs> stupid bitch. My next series of notes are, girl, put your records on. And then zooted. And then topless. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my next note was um, not happy birthday, dear Jezebel. Because they go up into... Um, Charles crazen whatever is fucking is. Charles crazen, <laughs> Charles crazen. <laughs> they go up into Charles Chazen's apartment and Allison is just like looking like forlornly out the window quietly singing happy birthday to Jessica <laughs> <laughs> Do that? get a grip and i guess in an effort to get a grip she like puts her little records on she takes her little pills oh, lays yeah. down on the couch yeah she like takes her xanax with red wine i'm like girl yeah. you're gonna pass out and choke on your own vomit be <laughs> careful that's not good like she she rejected being counseled by a pharmacist on how to consume she did. this medication <laughs> Also, I wrote that Brenner comes to, like, scope out the building. Yeah. And he sees the priest in the window. Yeah. He's skulking around outside. And then we see him, I believe, enter the building. Oh, yeah. You're he's right. He's inside the apartment. She goes to bed and she's like, she's woken up by, like, shit clanging around again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Brenner. But, like, no, the fuck it is not. <laughs> Yeah, she gets out of bed, and she looks so cool, by the way. She's in her little slip, yeah. and, like, one of her straps is, like, down to her shoulders, her yes! shoulders exposed, and she's and got, she's got like, the a, knife a knife in, the in, flash in her hand, and a flashlight, and she's got her big old crucifix on, and I'm like, that's a good Halloween costume. Yes, yes, I was thinking the same thing. That's oh, what I'm going to be next today. year. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. She's looking around her apartment, like, finding out where this creepy noise is coming from, and she finds Jezebel eating a bird. It's so graphic. It's so bloody. Just like, devouring this canary. It made me so sad. I was like, that's Mortimer. He's from Brazil. <laughs> and I'm like, they're friends. No, literally. It made me sad. And they are. Like, She doesn't show any other signs of aggression towards Mortimer. I am I'm, I'm going to get us so in the weeds about the bird. <laughs> the it's bird so cat sad. Logistics. It just sucks. But then again, she's like, oh, that's weird. I'll go into a different room. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, there's a dead bird in your apartment. Yeah, she just like walks into another apartment. I'm like, I don't know where she is. And then her flashlight goes out. And then we see who (laughs) I thought was the naked priest. No. You want to tell them who it fucking is, Riley? It's her dead dad oh my god and he's like so gangrenous and rotted but like again the way this is revealed so she's like standing with her back against a cabinet we see like a figure standing behind her like Like he gets (gasps) revealed and it's just like a lanky like clearly nude person and he just like walks by her and she goes hello and i'm like (laughs) what (laughs) she just says hello to like a a baby that's a whole zombie a ghoulish figure walking past her in the middle of the night like that like might or might not be your dad Goes, hello (laughs) (laughs) hello (laughs) are you imposter from among us (laughs) but but so he turns around it's her dead dad with like whited out eyes like dead papery skin and the ladies from the k gorgie are here too oh yeah i was like can we stop with that and she slashes at her dad so bad with this knife. Oh, dude. He is gushing blood. She gets him in the eye and it oh, is so, it's so graphic. Gross. It's like the worst like zip pop. But it's yeah. An eyeball. Yeah. Well, oh, I hate that it's, I so it like that. it's so bubbly. It's so bubbly. Ba- it's so bad. And nasty. this is the only time I feel like she reacts appropriately. She runs into the street, like screaming and falling yeah. into the road. And I'm like, yeah, now we're having an appropriate reaction to something. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so Allison collapses in the street and the next thing we see is like so alarming. It is like this random man going, well, 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 you have an ill effect on your women, Mr. Lerner. Well, Uh, well, well. Okay, can we talk about... Riley just showed me her notes and it's that line that I just said and beneath that is written in all capitals, Christopher Walken. And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) That's exactly what I wrote. Oh yeah, okay, so... He does is you have an ill effect on your women, blah, 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 and then goes on to make fun of him because his previous wife completed suicide, which is just, like, a yeah. fucked up thing to do. He's like, your wife killed herself. Like, yeah, what? But it's He's being very, like, weird and playful about it, which led me to think that, um, what's his nut? Michael was, like, complicit in his wife's, like, death. He does which, think like, that. We later learn that cop is implying, but, like, Michael is like trying to take it on the chin, I guess, in a yeah. way that makes him seem incredibly suspicious. But who else is there, Tara? Christopher Walken, baby. Like the babiest of babies. Oh my God, he's so Walken. young. He's and like, honestly, itty bitty. he has about the same number of limes as Jeff Goldblum. Like, they so. put him as like a co star, but he d- did. Did I say limes? Been... Yep. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I just got really so like limes. It's <laughs> just like Dakota Johnson in her kitchen. I just like to have him around. It must have been like he filmed this movie, got famous, and then they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got to release this movie with a famous guy in it. Anyway, he's great. I think his character's name is like Detective Rizzo. He doesn't do a it's lot. He's funny. just there to it's be some, like, oh. It's some Animal Crossing character name. Oh, but also, Michael says another really sus thing because he's like, ah, oh, your you're lady's in the hospital. Ah. And fucking Michael goes, you know the girl, Gats. You know how she is i was like okay yeah. what that's they all pivot to like yeah she's crazy and like what relationship to Gats the cop who is like kind of accusing him of murder and like what relationship does he have to this man but it's also like the fact so of the matter weird. is like she was in the street covered in blood and like she doesn't have yeah. any injuries and like later yeah. they're like oh it was her own blood it's the same blood type as hers and i'm like how she wasn't injured yeah that's the thing it's like what happened that i was like did she injure herself or like was there an accident when she was running out the house that's never addressed by the way nope um they're talking about her like quote-unquote delusions and michael or someone mentions one of the neighbors names and one of the cops recognizes that name he's like "Mm, where have i heard that before and then michael brings back this like book to allison and that name yeah. is the name of a murderer who was executed like 30 years ago and she's like in bed after just having lived through maybe the second most or most traumatizing experience of her entire life And yes. he's like you ever seen this murderer before she got put to the electric chair <laughs> like throws this book on her lap yeah, and then, like, Jennifer is there, and she, like, takes the book out of his hands and, like, continues reading gruesome details about, like, the circumstances under which this woman was convicted. And she's like, that's so inappropriate. I'm like, Jen, you just read it out loud. But, yeah, they're being really um, aggressive with her about the murders. Oh, but also, we get another really interesting tidbit of information while Chris and the cop are all in the waiting room of the hospital because he's like, well, the case about your wife is closed, like, Mrs. Lerman, like, d- dead by suicide. And Miss Parker, mistress of the bereaved husband, like, survived an overdose. Yeah. Huh? That's new info. There you have, like, that two years since Karen and two years since she was in the hospital. Yeah. So that's not looking good for Michael. And then he's like, look at the murder book. And you're like, what's your angle, buddy? Well, and then abruptly we cut to a shot of, like, a different dead guy who I didn't yeah, what recognize the fuck? at first. Yeah. No, I didn't recognize it at all. It took me a while to figure out that this is Brenner's dead body because he's like in a car in a junkyard. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But he noted like I noticed this right away. He has the same injuries that Allison gave to her like ghostly dad because she like chopped yeah. his nose clean off. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. noticed right away it was like a corpse with no nose. See, you're like onto these things. I was just like, what? Ha? Huh? Who's that? Because then the cops get on this tangent and I don't really understand how all of these things are related, but yeah. they're like, okay, Michael killed his ex-wife so he could marry Allison and then Allison killed Brenner. And I'm like, for why? Yeah. Why would she want to kill Brenner? What does that do? And like, they keep being like, oh, well, she says she killed her dad, but there's no body. And I'm right. like, yeah, her dad died three weeks ago. Like, do we not think this could be like a trauma response? And like we as the audience know that Brenner was lurking around in her apartment, so like it's certainly oh. possible that she like killed him and thought it was her dad. I forgot but then about that. but then how did his body get to this fucking junkyard? Like, yeah, who moved it. Yeah, there's no way she could have done it without realizing because she was immediately hospitalized. And I don't think we ever get an answer on that. No, we don't. So don't it's worry about so it. Weird. Forget I told you. <laughs> the only thing is like while they're investigating Brenner's death, like Gats the cop is like, oh well, maybe um, Michael Lerner killed Brenner to, like, cover up the fact that he's a dirty lawyer because Brenner's, like, a dirty PI or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, further, further like, speculation that Michael is, like, creepy and illegal and stuff. Oh, and Brenner has, like, info on um, Allison and Michael and, like, that's yeah. shady because they shouldn't have any ties to him. Gatz is also speculating that, like, um, Lerner's trying to kill Allison like via Brenner so that like nobody who knows he might be dirty can like do anything because his wife um, apparently used to get drunk and say that he accepted bribes mm. also he's like he's trying to scare Allison to death and I was like we just watched Diabolique <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Allison goes to church and runs into the same old priest we've been seeing time and time again with the big old ring Um, She runs into that guy. My my notes say, it's that guy, isn't it? (laughs) No, literally. So Allison goes to church and she runs into that priest we've been seeing in little inner cut scenes with the big old crucifix ring. And she's like, I need to confess. I need to go to confessional. She's like, I have rejected Christ. I have committed adultery. I have tried to kill myself twice and I want to do it again. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) Nellie. Yeah, he's also like, come here to confession, and then just walks around the church with her. I'm like, cool, nice privacy for her. Thank you. Just speaking out loud in the middle of the church. It's so wild. But he's like, oh, yeah, you did turn your back on Christ. I'm like, I'm pretty sure any priest would be like, if you don't hate Jesus, you didn't turn your... Well, I guess it depends. My priest was nice. Yeah, he's like, you just need to accept Christ back into your heart and all of that will be fixed. I'm like, yeah. neato. <laughs> yeah, that's like another problem I have. It's like, well, if you just love God, you'll never feel anything bad again. And it's like, it's like hmm. I don't know about all that. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> religion can offer people an enormous source of comfort. And that's beautiful. Yeah. But he's like, you just won't ever feel guilt again. And I'm like, huh? Right. Like, there's a phrase called Catholic guilt you may have heard of. <laughs> interestingly though he's like embrace christ trust again and i was like that's gonna be a lot harder than you're acting (laughs) like it is Uh, that's a big ask but she like comes home from church and she feels a lot better and michael's like well maybe you weren't imagining things like i want to check this house out Um, yeah it seems like he's like really trying to help yeah and And so he functionally is which is really odd to me yeah they're like like, what we will learn about him is so strange yeah, they're like poking around and looking at stuff and they're looking at all these books on I believe it's Charles Chazen's quote unquote apartment. Apartment? Yeah, yeah. They're looking around in what she claims to be Charles Chazen's apartment. They're looking at books and stuff. And she's pulling the books down and she says something. She's like, these books are like fake. They all say the same thing on every page. And he looks at and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, okay, like write down on this piece of paper exactly what you see in this book. And she's writing down all these fucking Latin words. And we see like plain English written on the right. actual book. And she's writing Latin and he's reading it out loud as she's writing it. And I'm like, do not read the latin (laughs) never read the fucking latin you're so right don't read fucking incantations out this was a turning point for me though because like up until now i was like is michael gaslighting her like is Mm -hmm. he somehow in on all this but like we see that she's not seeing what is actually there you know what i mean yeah it was also this interesting thing because in hannibal this happens where like he gets asked to draw a clock and if the clock is fucked up it means like he's experiencing encephalitis i think and if it's not fucked up he's just committing murder for funsies and I was like, oh my God, draw a clock, draw a clock, write the Latin. That was exciting for me. <laughs> but he's also like, he's like, it seems like he's like trying to clear her of this like potential murder charge. Cause he's yeah. like, well, no, there's no way there could have been blood here. And she's like, the carpet was a different color. And it's this whole fucking thing. That's he like, turns so fast and goes full detective mode. He's like, I'm going to talk to professors. I'm going to talk to priests. He like marches into his professor's office and he's like, translate this Latin. And this guy is so, like, this guy is so weird and such an old coot for no reason, by the way. He's such a character with so many, like, little, like you said, like, little quirks. And it's like, he's only in this one scene. And I'm like, why did we flesh this man out so much? Uh, But this professor is able to translate the Latin. And it's the same thing that the priests were, like, chanting at the beginning of this movie. Which I was very impressed that I remembered. Because there was, like, a full day between these viewings. Yeah, God bless. And he translates it. And he's like, it's from a book paradise lost and i was like what yeah what on earth <laughs> it's paradise lost you could have been like ah this is from little women by louisa may alcott it's the giving about? tree yeah this is twilight no this is midnight sun <laughs> this is midnight sun this is a direct quote from midnight sun anyway um i guess while uh michael is like stay at my apartment like let me handle this. I'm going to like take care of this for you. But she um, (laughs) decides to go back to church um, and she gets there and there's a different priest that is not the ring priest. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, Oh, maybe a visitor. And she like, she books it out of there. She's like, Oh, I spoke to the other priest last time. And he's like, there's no other priest. It's just me. And she's like, not fucking again. And runs out of there. (laughs) and then um, and then michael is at the priest headquarters <laughs> he's at the di- the diocese um i which couldn't I remember I the word out. so i wrote no, priest right. headquarters <laughs> that's where he is because there's just so many fucking priests and it's nuns true. milling about here they're all there they're all just like hanging the fuck out and then they're like oh this is mr monsignor excuse me this is monsignor franchino it's ring guy um, Yeah, it's Ring Guy, and he's, like, at the diocese, and it's like, oh, shit, he's, like, in with the crowd, you know? This was the the point point. I wrote, I'm gonna feel so dumb if these are, like, three different guys. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, Michael comes up with this, actually, I thought, so I thought it was possible that this was, like, an anti-organized religion movie insofar as, like, the church can be corrupt sometimes, but it's not, which is so weird. It's, like, not really either. It's, yeah, that's It's not really anything. But Michael makes up this lie about how, like, some dead man left father Halloran money and he's like oh come inside yeah but he's like oh you can't go talk to Halloran because he has chronic palsy which like is definitely not a phrase we would use anymore it's not my business it doesn't matter but he's like oh he has chronic palsy he doesn't like visitors like he retired after his like congregation disbanded and the the church the church The church. (laughs) the church was torn down in 1952 and I'm like whoa whoa the church disbanded and was torn down (laughs) are you allowed to do that (laughs) it's just like so shocking like i guess that almost happened to the church i grew up in but like i don't know But it's like everything is just like no 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 it's like no you can't visit him he doesn't like visitors no you can't copy any of these documents about him no i don't know anything about that paradise lost quote (laughs) (laughs) and it's also like we don't need the money we'll take care of him ourselves which is like very john pruitt getting trapped on the island Do you know what Uh i mean Like, we don't need money. We don't need help. We can take care of him ourselves. And it's like, he's just rotting away in front of a window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. No, it was just like, they're like, we're taking such good care of this old, old man. And he's like wandering out into thunderstorms and like (laughs) staring at nothing. (laughs) Like standing in front of a hell mouth with a fucking sword. Like, (laughs) what's going on? God damn it. (laughs) But also, yeah, just the notion that like a congregation disbanded. Like when my church almost closed down, it was because the church didn't like make enough money to stay open and pay for the lights to be on. You know what I mean? It was like, what happened at this old church? So we cut to Allison looking unwell, like gray, Deeply. eyes sunken in, and I had a moment here where I was so scared that this movie was going to be her being pregnant with the spawn of Satan because that she was has a lie. She's like, I'm just so nauseous. And I'm like, a woman is never nauseous in a movie without being pregnant. That's so true. Excuse um, me. Except for this one, because she's not. But yeah, I, I said, if she's God. pregnant with the spawn of Satan, I'm out is my yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like I couldn't handle, I couldn't handle it if we took that turn. Oh my god, she also said she like lost control of her reflexes. I'm like, a visit a neurologist right, goddamn now. And she's not concerned even for a second. She's just like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh my god, she stresses me out. And like, in comes Michael, being like, all right. <laughs> I'm breaking into the diocese. Yeah, he goes and finds, like, this criminal friend of his. I don't know who the fuck this is. Jennifer's like, Perry called. He wants to meet you in the Grand Army Plaza. And I'm like, what are we talking about? He meets his criminal friend in the middle of the night to help him break into the priest headquarters. (laughs) And you guys, we're about to get so much fucking information. So please bear with me. Oh, God, yeah. So what they learn from these files is... I'm going to take a stab at it. Tara, you I think shush you it up it. when I'm done. <laughs> the thing I'm sitting on is that Chris Sarandon looks really hot in all black. Um, he does. Doing right. espionage to protect his girlfriend. It's so like you're little, probably going to have a lot more to say than I do. Like a little cat burglar. Yes. So there is a chain of people, mm-hmm. which are referred to as lay people, which is a term I've never heard, oh. which is like someone like people who are like deep into Catholicism, who are like priests and nuns and stuff refer to like regular people as lay yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. It's I'd like in layman's terms. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a chain of lay people who attempt suicide and then sometime later become priests or nuns when the person like in the chain before them dies. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be like, a priest or a nun, that priest or nun will die, and their spot is, like, immediately taken over by someone who has previously attempted suicide. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Very intricate to me. The only gag is that, like, they open up a file on Halloran, and they're like, William O'Rourke, and there's a picture of him next to the picture of Father O'Halloran, and, like, it's the same person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if someone has ever attempted suicide, when their successor in the... the (laughs) Priest nun chain dies. They like become quote unquote like a whole brand new person that is a nun or priest. Yeah, because then okay, get this. He opens a folder and there's a picture of Allison in it and like a blank spot next to it. And he looks at. He's like, okay, um, so Halloran is gonna die tomorrow, and Allison is gonna go missing and become Sister Teresa. Yeah okay <laughs> the way he says it is so good and so dramatic he's like it, it says like she's gonna go missing on july 17th 1976 dot 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 tomorrow <laughs> and <I'm> like, thank <laughs> you for clarifying so i'm like how am i supposed to know what month it is i know it's like i don't know what goddamn it's july <laughs> since when no it's dressing for july no one it's fall. it's april at best <laughs> shut up <laughs> not you So he comes back to the apartment where Jennifer has been like looking after Alice and he's like, Jennifer, I got to go do some stuff. (laughs) Don't leave Alice alone after midnight. She'll turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) And she's like, you're very upset about something. What is going on? He's like, I can't tell you. I was like, I think you can explain it. It's like the church is going to murder your girlfriend so she can be a special nun.
1: There. I did it.
0: Jennifer's like, I'm having a party tonight. I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, my girlfriend's gonna die. And she's like, sorry, I'm busy. And he's like, okay, take her to the party. So they like prop her up. like She's (laughs) like so visibly unwell they're like we're going to a party they weekend at Bernie's her she's like half dead and they're like oh let's put you in your little nice virginal white dress yeah she's like on the couch in tears and he's like okay bye love you see you later and like to his credit (laughs) Jeff Goldblum is there and he's gonna be kind of important in a minute I was very proud of him for getting screen time yeah Um, like as if it wasn't written in the script already But sometimes they don't be like that. They'll just be like, we need someone to do something. And you get to be like, me, I'll do it. I can lift her. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's here? Who here is strong enough to lift however much? Like, 80 pounds soaking wet. He's like, (laughs) like, I got it. I'll do it. Give me my screen time. (laughs) He's a full beanpole. But, like, at this point, I'm, like, rooting for Michael because he's, like, no, I'm sorry. I have to, like, he's not being callous about it. He's being very, like, Raul DeShaney of, like, I got to go shoot some guy in the face. Like, I'll be back later. I love you. There's urgency. When the clock strikes midnight, his girlfriend's going to turn into a nun. (laughs) This is the nun. He's, like, I'm never going to get to fuck her now. (laughs) This is the nun. Pray for the devil. Pray for the devil. Pray for the devil so I can fuck my wife. She's, like, in tears, and he's, like, I'm gonna go save your life. And she's, like, let me go with you. I'm, like, girl, you can't walk. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, like, a very brief cut to the cops still, like, digesting Allison's story. I guess just, like, remind us that they're part of the movie. Oh, I forgot about them. because then it's back-to-back baby Christopher Walken and baby Jeff Goldblum. So you like, briefly oh, see the cops, and then it's back to the party. And Allison just looking so bad, and this movie making me feel bad. <laughs> and also, like, Jose Ferrer, like... Is back in the movie because he's fucking Jose Ferrer. So they have to do something with him. So he yeah. comes back and he's like, God is with you, Mr. Ringman. Or Halloran. I don't know who he's fucking talking to. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so Michael makes it to Allison's apartment. He's got a gun now. I laughed so hard because he sees himself in the mirror and gets startled. <laughs> yeah, I was like, me too, buddy. I thought he was going like, to shoot at his reflection. He gets so spooked. I literally wrote, oh, wait. I love him. He better not be a crooked lawyer. <laughs> well... We're almost at the end of the movie. Literally. Um, so basically, um, he gave Jennifer such explicit instructions. Never, ever, ever to leave Allison alone. But she stands up, passes out in the most violent way possible, you know? gets carried by Jeff Goldblum into a bedroom, and then they leave her alone <laughs> at <laughs> midnight. Literally at like, exactly midnight. And she like... <laughs> I guess somehow gets out of the bed and is then running down the street and running to her apartment. And I'm like, you literally were given one task, literally you had to do one thing, Jennifer. Nobody was able to do anything they were asked to do. He was like, babe, please stay here. Jennifer, please make her stay here. And they were both nope. like, no. Walking home alone. Michael's at her apartment, like, prying wood off of the walls. Yeah. At one point, she, like, touched this one panel that's a different color than all the other walls. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, is that going to be important later? And then forgot about it because it took a very long time to come back. He's prying panels off the walls to reveal um, spooky writing. It says, it's just like a giant warning, basically, and ends with, abandon hope, all ye who enter. And then... yep. He can't quite finish it because as he's reading it, we see spooky, scary someone coming down the stairs. It's, uh, what's his fucking face? Halloran, the priest, standing behind him, just, like, growling, the entrance to hell. <laughs> the one line I think John Carradine gets this whole movie. I know, what the fuck? So weird. I also so forgot then, about the sorry, cops. Sorry, this isn't super important, but, like, the cops are still suspicious of Allison and and Christopher Walken gets this incredible line where he goes, All killers, all dead. She went to a party with eight dead murderers. I was like, Where are you from? <laughs> He's Christopher Walken. He is. It was so good. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say no, that's that. Okay. So then after scaring him, Halloran like retreats back up the stairs, and Michael is just like, following him just yelling at this milky old man stalking yeah. him up the stairs he's like talk you bastard i was like i don't think he's the one orchestrating all of this and it's like they're going very slowly because halloran <laughs> doesn't move very fast so he's just like one step at a time like menacing him and yelling at him and it's so bizarre And it's like, if you remember the files you stole from the diocese, it said that this was once a man who attempted to take his own life and then became a priest. You think he's the one who ring-led this whole thing? Like, he's just a little guy. Halloran is, like, not saying anything and going back to his little window chair. And Michael has the genius idea of, like, throttling him. And it's like... It's like, I know it says he's going to die on this day and then he will be replaced with Allison, but like, don't you think maybe if him dying on this day means he gets replaced with your girlfriend, Allison, that you shouldn't choke the life out of him? It's also just very funny because he's strangling what's so clearly a dummy and they fall to the ground and it's just so obviously a mannequin. It's just him like gently wiggling the neck back and forth. Oh, but a mysterious figure, like, a little shadowy figure, walks past, like, a little table of some figurines of priests and nuns, and he takes one. Well, he takes one and then presumably beats Michael over the head with it because we hear, like, squishy thudding sounds and Michael screaming. (laughs) I need you to know that I didn't realize that's what was going on. I don't, I, like, didn't hear Michael scream. He was, I mean, I had subtitles on, so maybe I just read it, but. I did too. I don't know how I missed Hmm. this. I'm like, I understood that Michael was dead because later he's like, that guy killed me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Allison has made it inside and she gets to the base of the stairs and like, she's, she's screaming. She's like yelling for Michael. Yeah. And then blood starts dripping down on her. She's screaming some more. Suddenly Michael is like behind her and talking to her. I was like, oh, Michael's fine. He didn't get bludgeoned to death. Like I thought I just heard happen sure I didn't even know what was going on I thought it was like the work of the scary priest trying to make her think that Michael killed someone because you see she gave him these little cufflinks like yeah, well. way early in the movie she's like hey present and like unfurls her hand directly into the camera so that we see the cufflinks and like they're all bloody and it was mm-hmm. like oh, okay That was like to scare us for three seconds (laughs) because they have his initials on them. So they're very clearly his. Yeah. He has so much fucking shit to say. So here (laughs) I go. I'm going to say a lot again. So he's like, listen, the Latin was a warning from an angel guarding the world from evil. You know, like a sentinel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He says Halloran was a sentinel and now you're the next one. He says, the people that you saw here, the lesbians, all of them, (laughs) they were reincarnations of devils trying to stop the new sentinel, i.e. her, by making her kill herself. As he's saying all this, like, he's a little too calm. And so, like, obviously the attentive viewer will realize that michael should not be up and talking and shit because he was just murdered but to me i was just like why isn't he more upset and then he like turns he's like they're all the devil and he turns his little head and it's all bashed in on the side it's he has such a good line before he turns though it's like well first of all he's like i've been damned to eternal hell for my sins because we find out Brenner did in fact murder his wife for him like on his behalf Brenner killed his wife and then he says I am one of the legion and he turns his head and it's like spoiler for breaking bad if you've never watched seminal <gasps> classic so breaking bad right. it's like when Gus Fring dies and he like walks out and fixes his tie and the camera pans and half his face is gone oh my it's god it's like that same shit like Michael turns his head and just like brains are exposed And the way he says it is so good. He goes, I am one of the legion." It's like, it sounds like there's like an effect on his voice. He sounds like snakey. Mm -hmm. And I paused it to be, to write down, I am one of the legion. And then I looked up at the screen and I saw a bunch of little strings attached to his face. And I said, oh Jesus, what is about to happen? (laughs) And it's actually not that graphic, but I hit play and like little cracks start to like appear in his flesh, which is very cool. And, like, very seamless. I only noticed because I had it paused to, like, frantically write down all the silly shit he was saying. Also, Jezebel's here. I don't think it's important, but she, like, creeps on up the stairs. Charles Chazen is back at it. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Fuck yeah, he's back. Everybody's reemerging. And how to say what happens (laughs) here. Uh, Charles Chazen is like, welcome home. Don't be afraid. You're great. I love you. You should totally fucking kill yourself right now yeah (laughs) sorry like to be crass about it but like so basically charles chasen like goes up to allison wherever the hell she is and he's like like welcome home this is your home like this like house of devils and stuff and like all of these people with like congenital conditions and like like structural anomalies in their face are coming out and it's like oh what if people look different it feels pretty bad. It, it's, yeah, it's very exploitative of anybody, like, with disabilities or, like... And also, there's just one guy who's just, like, kind of dirty. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's just, like, it's a lot to unpack, and I don't feel necessarily qualified. Or, like, it's my responsibility to explain this movie, because it seems like this no, is some yeah. bullshit. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we didn't make this fucking garbage. Little people come running out, and it's, yes. like, anybody who looks different is totally scary. And it's, like... Right. I want to straight up like, these are my deformed minions of hell. It's like, what's going on here? I think that's what he says. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's literally just like a bunch of regular people who don't look... It's just people who look like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, wouldn't it be so scary if people looked different? And if they were also naked. Yeah, right. Oh my God. (laughs) That's Um, two strikes. Your body is different and it's nude. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Mm. But there is something to be said for employing people who would typically not be employed to act um but he didn't do anything good with this like i can't imagine that this would feel good as one of those actors i mean right they're all like people with their own free will to do whatever they want i don't want to like infantilize them and be like they were taken advantage of but like no this might i can imagine this felt shitty to watch yeah, and, like, I, you know, it's, like, like actors of color will talk about, like, having to play roles that are, like, of a particular stereotype about their racial identity. And it's, like, I would not love to reify this, but I also need to work, like. Right, yeah. Um, but the cake ladies are back, and they have rats.
1: Oh, Dead yeah. Dead Dad is
0: back. Oh, and I think the lesbians are, like, eating Michael. Oh, yeah, they're eating his brains. Yeah. Like, for a while. Yeah. Because, like... It's very bothersome because like they're not doing anything. It's just like look at yeah. them, and that's the scary part. And I'm like, yeah. this sucks. It's like, wouldn't it be crazy if somebody with like a different facial structure than you walked toward you? Like as soon as it started, as soon as like the first person rolled up, I was like, yeah. oh god. Yeah, like it's like anyone and any like anyone and everyone different. Like little people and like people who have like s- like burn scars. It just sucks so bad. It's not. It feels bad. Uh, but all these um, people, all these uh, minions of hell want her to kill herself <laughs> so bad. Everyone chases her up to the priest apartment and Charles Chazen like shoves a knife in her hand and is like, become the queen of hell or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, kill yourself so you can be friends with us. It'll rock. <laughs> like, Literally. He's like, she's like, Bliss like, yeah. Blossoms from Friendship or something. And I'm like, I don't know about that one. She's like, yeah, okay, bet. So she takes a knife and she's like holding it up to her wrist, like about to follow through. And then, oh yeah, Halloran and the Monsignor appear with a big cross fighting off the hell minions. And they're like, stop. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) That was all she needed to hear, I guess. We rebuke thee or what fucking ever. They're like walking through the crowd of little hell people no literally i was like this is like the christine sidelko vine where she's filming that dog screaming the power of christ compels you so and like they make their way over to allison she grabs onto the cross and like the hell minions just start like falling apart like their faces just start falling off kind of i wasn't even paying attention i was so annoyed (laughs) and that's fine because the movie's pretty much over yeah literally like like that happens for a little bit and then it's If I'm not missing anything, just a cut to the apartment being demolished. Yeah, no, literally. Charles Jason is like, be gone, ye. And I'm like, you're one of them. What are you talking about? And they all like walk backwards out of the room. (laughs) And then John Carradine and the Monsignor Crucifix Man leave. And then like the building gets destroyed. Yeah, but we see they're demolishing it like to rebuild it. Because immediately after there's a sign that's like now renting. And the same, what's her name? Miss Logan. And Miss Logan is showing a young couple around this apartment. It's all like fancy and nice. And they ask about how the neighbors are, and she's like, "Oh, you don't have to worry about the upstairs neighbor. She's a recluse. She's a nun." (laughs) They also make up like one fake neighbor to like dull down the suspicions a little bit. They're like, "Well, there's a like a philharmonic violinist," and I'm like, "Nice, very smooth, good one." The question. The question was, are the neighbors loud? And she's like, your next yeah. door neighbor is a violin player. And I'm like, so yes. You just <laughs> exactly. invented a loud neighbor. <laughs> uh, you just invented a neighbor that's going to be practicing the violin, a very shrill instrument. <laughs> yeah, that travels really well through, like, walls, yes. I can attest. Like, make up a better lie. And then she's like, but also, so undone. Funny. Yeah, and then it's like. We know what we're about to see, but we, like, pan up. And it's like, God, hey, do Allison, we ever girl, see you look like a corpse. She has cataracts, and her skin's all gray and peely. Yeah, I'm like, how much time has passed? Or, like, when you become a nun, do you just immediately, like, your skin ages 40 years or yeah, something? Yeah, she just, like, ossifies. <laughs> and she's looking out the window, just like old Halloran did. And it's the end of the movie. Cool. Yeah. Oh, actually... Something else that pissed me off. I think I'm not sure if I was interpreting this wrong, but as the two priests are like running at her with the crucifix, they're like, "Well, you tried to kill yourself, but you can redeem yourself." That's the whole fucking thing, because that's all of that's the whole chain of people. It's people right. trying to kill themselves, but it's like, "Oh, this will redeem you," and it's like, "So is her punishment to be sitting in a chair forever?" Like, no, that's her a- redemption. That's not that's even her punishment. That's, that's her like, reward. That's what sucks so fucking bad, and like, that's the whole thing that like. If done in this way, Catholicism teaches you, like, you deserve to sit there and rot and, like, lose your sight. Yeah. (laughs) Like, cool. Movie over. Awesome. Movie over. Uh, Final thoughts on the (laughs) Sentinel? You know that one TikTok or something where she's like, what are they saying? (laughs) That's my question. Yeah. I, like, I don't even know how I feel about it because it just, like, was such a overwhelming experience for me yeah like chris sarandon hot structurally this movie was kind of interesting i think i hate the message if there was one young jeff goldblum young christopher walken yeah it's like, like that um i don't know <laughs> lesbians aren't the devil i'd like to just put that out there yeah. for those who need to hear it holy shit i guess i um, what the movie does have going forward is that it's pretty scary yeah that's fucking true uh, what do you think that the Bravo TV network chose as the fifth? Nope. As <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 46th scariest movie moment of all time? I am deeply concerned that it's like the arrival of the people like with disabilities. <laughs> is that your guess? Yeah, I think it is. That's also exactly what I thought it was going to be, yeah. but it's not. Okay. It's is the- it dad murder no it's not that either wait clarify what you mean <laughs> when she stabs her dad in the eyeball it's like the moment exactly before it's like when he walks by her like when you oh, see okay. his like figure emerge and then he like walks past her and she goes hello <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck like, yeah the scariest moment of the movie and she goes hello <laughs> Is anybody here? It was like specifically him like walking past her and then like him turning around and like the reveal. So like yeah. I think you're technically right. That's all part of it. I was a little more scared when she stabbed him and his eye exploded. I'm sorry. That was I'm graphic. wondering if just maybe they couldn't show that. Oh, maybe. Bravo. So they like cut it. Off. I don't know. Like it was totally scary when he showed up. Though. It was like, ah, he's back. Yeah. Totally scary. Um, Cake sex man. I don't want to see him again. However, it seems like those two guys from the Upright Citizens Brigade, not the Robs. It's like uh, Jesse Falcon and someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems like they're the only two people who have seen this movie (laughs) because they are the only ones talking about it that's so funny everybody was like i don't want to talk about this homophobic ass movie it's oh there's like one woman who is the host of like another like countdown type show uh-huh. and she's like "There's scary people with white eyes and then oh it's the God. two upright citizens brigade guys being like so this is the plot of the movie and this is what happens and this is this lady and she's a supermodel and her strap is falling off her shoulder like <laughs> very <laughs> like every single it detail is a fashion about it. sleigh. they're right they're right she looks really cool that's uh, so but funny. That, that's literally it dude <laughs> like nobody oh my else God. saw it i'm so happy for everybody else that didn't see it <laughs> yeah i don't like i'm i'm certainly gonna be thinking about this for a while yeah, so there's like, that i don't necessarily think it's a bad movie i'm just i'm just against it for its message it just didn't it didn't make me feel good yeah and like not in an interesting or like thrilling way it just made you feel shitty yeah or like productive like it was just yeah it didn't really do anything it was just like wouldn't that be fucked up and it was like yeah kind of and it was yeah hey riley hi tara oh i'm excited maybe what (gasps) movie are we watching next week next week oh my god it's time to keep your appointment with The Wicker Man. <gasps> I was wondering if Wicker Man was next. What's up with me? I'm psychic. Next week, we're watching The Wicker Man from uh, the year dude. 1973, directed by Robin Hardy. This is one of my favorite movies. I can't I fucking wait. love The Wicker Man. It's so cool. It's, like, exactly what we need after... because. The Wicker Man is also, like, a sex movie, kind of. Like, a lot of it is about sexuality and shit. Sure. And, like, it's just, like, bomb to the soul after this fucking movie. I'm sure it has something interesting to say, like, just given the staying power. I'm just so excited because you love Midsummer, so you're going to love The Wicker Man. Like, Ah, I can't wait. The Wicker Man is in Shallow Grave. All good things. All good associations. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so fucking good. If you're not familiar with The Wicker Man, I would love to read the letterbox synopsis because um, it starts with a little tagline. I will read it now. Flesh to touch, flesh to burn. Don't keep The Wicker Man waiting. Ooh. Police Sergeant Neil Howie is called to an island village in search of a missing girl whom the locals claim never existed. Oh. Strangers still, however, are the rituals that take place there. This really is reverse Midsummer, or well, Midsummer is reverse Wicker Man, I guess. It's so fucking
1: good. I'm I'm so so excited.
0: Excited. I love this movie. I can't believe I predicted the movie twice in a row. Well, not the twice skip in a row, because I was like, "Oh, 70s horror. I wish we were watching the Wicker Man instead." Thank fucking god. Thank fucking god, dude. I'm thrilled. Oh, I love the Wicker Man. I'm so happy. Oh, me too. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm just like looking at the like the header image is the Wicker Man on fire. Yeah, yeah, so good.
1: That's Dude. haunting.
0: Yeah, I love this movie. It's Oh, so yeah. yay! It's so good, and it's sexy. It's also I don't no. Actually, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because if you don't know, I want you to be surprised. Oh, that's so fun. Well, if you did watch uh, the Sentinel with us, and you need a little sorry. like yeah, if you, God really no kidding, sorry you had to do that. Um, but if you need a little like a little chuckle and some recovery. Um, Riley just tweeted the funniest thing on earth, which was a link to our new, (laughs) the thing episode with the fucking clip from the, is this imposter from Among Us? Hello, imposter. (laughs) The way he like, I don't know if he was being that funny on purpose, but oh my God, he's so funny. Cause like you watch the video. That's not how he talks. Like, oh really? Like he talks normally and then he's Among Us. And I'm like, why are you talking Okay. So then he's just being goofy. God (laughs) bless. Is this imposter from Among Us? Like... (laughs) Why did he do that? Um. So follow follow us on Twitter because and then I retweeted it so you get to see it twice. There's a lot of um, good stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Riley Cassidy one and at Tara Elwood. I'll let you guess who's who. Um. And also follow the podcast itself on Twitter and Instagram at Fright Your Life. And join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh. Ooh.